increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Because the more we know about the Lord we serve, uh, the more uh, it will help us to increase in the other areas we talked about. You know, the more our knowledge of God is uh, secured within us, um, the more we will be strengthened by His power, the more we will be unable to give, the more we will be able to pray, Jesus increase in me, the more our faith will increase. It depends on our knowledge of God, the God who we serve. There are Christians uh, who have trusted the Lord and lived uh, uh, a church life for many years, but the, their knowledge of God is very lacking, very little, uh, simply because they don't want to know about Him. Um, they, they don't think it is a priority in their life. So I want to encourage you today uh, to seek the knowledge of God. Know who He is. It is an important thing. True knowledge, I'm quoting it. It's not my, uh, my brilliance. <laughs> I'm quoting from somebody else. True knowledge of God is that saving apprehension of Him. True knowledge of God is that saving experience we have with Him. True knowledge is of God is that I know I am saved by His grace. You know, to know Christ is eternal life. To know Christ is eternal. True knowledge is that saving apprehension of God by which we are brought to His favor. Amen. When you are saved by the grace of God, when God forgives your sins, you are brought to His favor. You are brought to His favor. You are no longer a stranger. You are not afraid to come to Him, but you come to Him calling Him Abba, Father. So you are brought to his favor. Again, Reggie was talking about the Bible study on Friday. And in our group, uh, I asked the question, you know, why would you say that the angel uh, called Mary that she was favored of God? She was favored of God. Right? That's what the Bible says. And the and, and one of the brothers answered, you know, even the, the fact that of all the young women in the world, in, in, in Israel in those days, God chose that particular uh, young lady to be the mother of Jesus. The, 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 the fact of God choosing her would be God's favor in her life. Right? You know, and I, so we began to share about it. The fact that God chose you to be His child is His favor towards you. You know, it is not a simple light thing that we become uh, a child of God. 
children of God. It's not, it's not a small thing, praise God. It's a big deal. <laughs> it's a big deal when somebody becomes a child of God. It's a big deal. And, and, and you know, um, if there is something to shout about, there is something to, 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 to stand up, you know, clap our hand, it is when we hear that somebody has come to know Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. That is, that is something we need to really, really cherish and praise God for, uh, you know, to see that somebody is saved, born into the kingdom of God. I often say, you know, the Bible doesn't say uh, 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 many in many places how when and where uh, when uh, heavens rejoice, but in one time, the Bible one place the Bible says that when a sinner comes to God. There is joy in heaven. There's joy in heaven. Praise God. So this is a big deal when somebody comes to Christ. Ask the Lord to forgive their sins and receive salvation. Receive forgiveness for their sins. You know. So the true knowledge of God. So, so those who are not saved, they do not have a true knowledge of God. They, know, they may know about him, but they don't have this experiential knowledge of God. True knowledge of God is that saving apprehension of him by which we are brought to his favor, brought to his likeness and enjoyment. Amen. We, we enjoy our life in Christ. Amen. At least we should. <laughs> We, we, we enjoy our life in Christ. Amen. We, this, is the, this is the, you know, wonderful life that, that God has called us into. Sweeter gets a journey every day, the song says. Sweeter gets a journey every day. As I live my Christian life, I experience God. As I know more about Him, my fellowship with Him, my joy in Him is increasing. And I have enjoyment in my Christian life. Praise God. Amen. I was thinking when uh, we were worshiping the Lord together, you know, today we did not have any, any new visitors. Uh, but uh, I was thinking when, when a stranger comes into our church, especially uh, a sinner, well, let it be anybody, even a believer. When they come into our church and when they see our worship of God, when they see the, the adoration, the, the, the reverence and the praise, the attitude that we have before God, they should taste the glory of God. That's the way we were to worship God. Not like that we are here by somebody pressuring us to be here. Right? So we need to be joyful in the presence of God and, and, and lift our hands and uh, 
praise him. So somebody new coming in here say, man, they have something that I don't have. And they will want to know what it is. So there is joy in worship. Increasing in the knowledge of God. Praise God. So would you please stand with me. Let us read the scripture together. We are reading from Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 12. Let's read it together. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in, in the light. Amen? Beautiful passage of scripture. So much, so much uh, in that passage of scripture. But we will just focus on that uh, uh, phrase that I have underlined there. Increasing in the knowledge of God. See, God is inviting us that we increase in his knowledge. Praise God. There are some people that may not want us to find more about them because there are some dark sides about their life. So, so they may want us to be staying away from them. Don't come up close. You know, don't pry into my life. I don't want you to know more, you know, the details of my life. But God is inviting us to come. Know more about me. Know more about me. Let's pray together. Our Father, we are so thankful that we have a loving Father that we can come to and pray to and expect great, great things from. Praise God. Lord, today we are so grateful that you have saved us that you have given us the Holy Spirit, that you give us everything we need for our life. Even the difficulties that we face in life, Lord, are opportunities for us to develop and grow and become good children of God. So we thank you for it. Father, we pray that you will help us to meditate upon this theme of increasing in the knowledge of God today. And, O oh God, open our minds and our understanding that we will receive your word into our heart and earnestly desire that we know more about you. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. So this um, knowing more about God is, uh, is a theme that that's in the life of many great people of God. You know, when you, when you think about the great Apostle Paul, the great Apostle Paul, he said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 and 8, he said, But what things were gained to me, what things were profitable to me, these I have counted loss for Christ. 
praise God. Yet, uh, yet indeed, I also count all things laws for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my, my Lord. You know, I have never uh, uh, looked at this passage of Scripture as I as I'm looking at right now, as I read it right now. You see, what the Apostle Paul is saying is, there is this wonderful excellence in, in the knowledge of God. This is this greatness in, the, in knowing God and, and, and finding out who He really is. So what he says is, what, what things were gained to me, what things were profitable to me. You know, sometimes in life, you know, some of the things that we think are profitable to us is a hindrance to know more about God. And we need to be able to identify those things and, and discard them. Because, because if it is standing in the way of us knowing more and more about God, that should not be important to us. Alright? So what things were gained to me? You know, now we know that he was well loved by the Pharisees, the Jews, because he was an enemy of the people of God. He was well loved by them, and, and, he support, and they supported him, and they, they held him on a pedestal, and they gave him permission to go to Damascus and, and persecute the believers. So, so he was an important man. There were things that were gainful for him in his life at that time. So he says, those gainful things, though they were good for me, materially, earthly speaking, I counted them loss for Christ. Amen. My friend, is there anything in your life that you think is a gain? You think it is a gain, perhaps a financial gain, perhaps some other kind of gain that is preventing you from knowing more about Jesus. If there is something in your life, take a lesson from the Apostle Paul. Amen. That doesn't mean you are going to lose everything. That doesn't mean that you are going to become poor. But because you are giving it up for a greater excellence, a better thing, that is to know more about Christ. So the first verse says, what were gained to me, I gave them up. But the second part says, yet indeed I also count all things. All things, everything in my life, you know, I count them as laws because I prefer, I desire this, the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord. So the, the, pers the pursuit of uh, knowing more about Christ, Paul calls, it is excellent. It is something great. And I am willing to let go of things in my life which are hindrances in this pursuit of finding, knowing, learning more about God, more about Jesus Christ. And you know, with that knowledge comes the blessings and the favor of God. So whatever you lost will be made up many times over. Once Peter asked the Lord, Lord, we have left everything to follow you. What are we going to gain? 
You remember the answer the Lord gave? He said, if you have left father, mother, brother, whatever you have left, you will gain a hundredfold. In this life and in the world too. Hallelujah. So I do not leave. I do not discard anything. I do not say I count them as loss uh, so that uh, uh, you know, I can become a poor or a worthless person. But when I do that, the promises of God is there. He will abundantly bless me and prosper me. Praise God. So Paul wanted to know more about Jesus Christ. What about the Apostle Peter, another great man in the Old Testament? What did he say? He says in 2 Peter 3, 17 and 18, You therefore, beloved, beloved brothers and sisters, grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here again, the encouragement is giving, given to us that we should grow or increase in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So these two great apostles decide knowing more and more and more about Jesus. You remember the old hymnal, hymn which says, More about Jesus would I know, more of his saving grace to show. Right? More of it. More of it. Lord, I want to know more about you. So with that in, in mind, let, let's ask the question. When the Bible, when Colossians chapter 1, Paul talks about grow in the knowledge of God, what kind of growth he is talking about? How I can understand that? What does it mean? What is the growth spoken of in this passage of Scripture? We will just uh, uh, mention some of them very briefly and we will uh, go through them. So what does this mean, this, this growing uh, in, in, uh, in the knowledge of God? So here we see that growing uh, in, 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 in the knowledge of God means one thing here, knowledge of his nature. Knowing who he really is. Knowledge of his attributes. We need to know what kind of a God we are serving. So that is one of the things the Apostle Paul is saying, you need to grow in your knowledge. Know more about your God. Know about His attributes. In John chapter 4, verse number 24, Jesus mentions this, this statement when He was talking to that Samaritan woman. He said, God is a spirit. God is spirit. Therefore, we do not make any, any, any statutes. Because a spirit doesn't have a form. God is a spirit. Those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. That's the way to worship God. We worship God in spirit and in truth. That means we worship God not externally uh, uh, forced means, but it comes from the inside. We have a pure heart. We have a good relationship with Him. So we worship God in spirit and in truth. So, so just, just briefly to mention the greatness of our God. To know who He is. He is an eternal God. 
He is almighty God. He, he knows everything. He sees everything. He is unchangeable. Unchangeable God. Hebrews 13 verse 8 we read, uh, uh, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And the unchangeable God. And then we know that God is love. God is merciful. God is gracious. We can go on and on describing the attributes, the nature of God. And we need to increase in our knowledge of who God is to us. You know, the psalmist reminded us that, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So, so every time we taste God in a, in, in a certain way, we are beginning to understand more of His power, more of His glory, and we are beginning to see the greatness of God in our life. Praise God. So, so, so when, I, when, I, when, the, when the Bible speaks about uh, uh, increasing in the knowledge of God, it is, it is telling us to know more about the nature of God. Don't stay far away from Him. Come close to Him. Let Him share, you know, His life with you. Know more about God. Praise God. We can, we can say more about the attributes of God, but, but I believe that most of you, most of you know uh, to explain some more attributes of God. And in the second place, in the second place, the knowledge, we need to have a knowledge of His works. Knowledge of His attributes. We need to increase in the knowledge of His work. What God has done. What God has done. You know, we can, we can look at the creation of God. And how majestic and how beautiful it is. The works of the Lord are great. The works of the Lord are great, studied by all who have pleasure in them. His work is honorable and glorious. Amen? Do we study the work of God? We need to think about the awesomeness of work, the work of God. You know, when you go on a vacation, when you, when you stand on a seashore, and you look into that vast ocean, do you think about the hand that formed it? Praise God. You go to the Smoky Mountains or any mountain top and you look around and you see the beauty of nature. You know, I think about God who created it. Praise God. The other day I happened to watch a, a, a uh, a clip uh, where uh, it was showing the heart of a human being, you know, inside his body and beating and beating and beating. And I sat there wondering, wow, is that happening within me? I don't feel it. But if you look at that picture, it'll scare you. It just boom, 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 it keeps going on. And even if you feel the heart, you know, you shake, you shake like that. No, you don't. But that's happening within you. Oh, no wonder the psalmist said, God, you have created me wonderfully and marvelously. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know that here, that heart is beating, what, some 60 to 100 
uh, you know, that is the range they say, a minute. And you don't even know that. And this is, you know, it's just go up and up and down. Think about the creation of God. You will wonder in amazement. And all the organs in our body, how beautifully they function together. There's no conflict. He's great. His work is awesome. So we need to have an appreciation of the work of God in nature, in creation. The psalmist wondered in Psalm number 1, uh, 19 and verse 1, the heavens declare the glory of God. He happened to look up and he couldn't, you know, uh, just, just, just stop saying this. He said, oh, the heavens declare the glory of God. The firmament is handiwork. So when we think about increasing in the knowledge of God, we are talking about understanding the attributes of God, getting more and more familiar with the attributes of God, to appreciate Him, to honor Him, to worship Him more and more. We talk about increasing in the knowledge of God. We are talking about appreciating, understanding what God has done in this creation. The works of the Lord are great. And you know there is also this redemption part of his work. And how marvelous that has been. We sing, how marvelous, how wonderful is my Savior's love for me. And the, one, the, the wonder of his work in our redemption. Praise God. How can a holy God ha can have any relationship with the low sinners? How can that happen? God commanded that the soul that sinneth, it shall die. The wages of sin is death. No relationship with God because you sinned, because I sinned. But God designed a plan. A beautiful plan. A glorious plan. Sent His Son into this world. Died on the cross for our sins. You think about the work of redemption. That is marvelous. That in itself is so amazing. The world cannot understand that. The natural man does not understand the spirit the work of God. But when the Holy Spirit comes into our heart, influences our thinking, you know, causes us to see what God has done, our heart is open before Him, and we say, come Jesus, come into my life. Praise God. So we have uh, the work of redemption. Number three, it also involves the knowledge of His will. Increase in the knowledge of God also involves the knowledge, increasing in the knowledge of His will. Like what does He love? What does God like? What does God hate? We need to have an understanding of that. 
so that we can live a life that will be pleasing to him. So, so when the when Apostle Paul encouraged the Colossian, Colossian believers to increase in the knowledge of God, he's telling them you need to have a good grasp of the will of God for you. God's will for your life. What does God love and what does he hate? What does he desire us to be? What is his expectation of me? He saved me from my sins. He called me to his side and declared me to be his child. What is his expectation of me? His will for me. We need to increase. We need to increase. In Ephesians 5.17 we read, Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Do not be unwise. We need to understand what the will of the Lord is for us. Praise God. So three things I mentioned. Three things. Right? The attributes of God, the works of God, and the will of God. We need to increase our knowledge in those areas. Praise God. And the second thing I want you to consider is that this question, but is it possible? Can I, can I increase in the knowledge, knowledge of God? Well, the easiest answer is, if it was impossible, God would not have commanded us to increase, right? We can. We can increase in the knowledge of God. It is possible. It is possible. When God says, love your neighbor as yourself, if it was impossible, he would not have asked us to do When he commanded, be baptized in the name of Jesus, in the, Father, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, if it was impossible, he would not have asked us to do it. Every commandment is like that. But it is possible. We can grow in the knowledge of God. We can know more about him. And this increase is very desirable. It is honorable to desire this increase in the Lord. Praise God. For a believer, especially, it is very desirable. In Daniel 11 and verse 32, we read, The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. We can do it when we begin to desire it. We have to have a desire for it. We cannot get too busy in the things of this world. We cannot run here and there. We have to have a desire in our heart, you know, to, to do what the Bible is telling us to do, to, to, to dedicate ourselves to that mission, what God has called us to do. And this growth, this increase is an ongoing increase. It never ends. It continues to the last day of our life on the earth. And then we shall see him face to face. Praise the Lord.
And the third part is how. How can I, you know, if I really want to increase in the knowledge of God. And if it is possible for me to have that increase, tell me how can I do it. You want to hear them? You know, every time we look at the scripture and when the Lord commands us to do certain things, it always comes to three basic things a believer needs to do. It, it always comes down to these three things. And to me, all the areas, you know, that I looked at comes down to these things. How? How can I, how can I get there? Here is the, here is the how. How can I increase in the knowledge of God? If I ask you, you might be able to give me the answer. Because it is fundamental. It is basic to everything God has commanded us to learn or do or observe. Number one. Number one, it is from the word of God. Reading and hearing of his word reading and hearing of his word so you you may have noticed one of these slides couple of slides ago i said uh, you know the bible is the revealed will of god the bible is a revealed will of god unless we go to the bible we will not find what god's will is for us so read it and hear it faith comes by Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. So, so we, we have to dedicate ourselves to the reading and the hearing of God's word. We read it on our own. Most of the time we hear it in a congregation. In a church setting. Use our eyes and, and our ears. To know the Bible. To learn more about it. Praise God. Many people today in this modern age are YouTube Christians. You know, they, they just go from this man to that man to that woman. This man and woman. They just, just go around YouTube. YouTubing. And they hear all kinds of things. And they allow them to form their opinions and their uh, way of life. There are many good preachers there, but there are some bad ones teaching false doctrines. Unless you know what they are teaching, unless you know, unless you are rooted in the Word of God, you might, you, there's a good chance you'll be led astray. Read and hear God's Word. Number two. Observe and reflect. Observe and ref, re, uh, uh, reflect. Yeah, like I said in Psalm 19.1, you know, Psalmist observed the heavens, right? He observed the heavens and said, uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. Observed. He got that out of this observing the creation. Observing it. We need to be people who observe 
what God has created and praise God for it. Praise God. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. In Psalm 8 and verse 3, this is talking about uh, observation and reflection. <coughs> Psalm 8 verse 3 we read, When I consider, when I, say that word, when I consider, what is that? Is that observing? Is that observation? When I consider, when I think about, amen, when I think about what? When I consider thy heavens, thy heavens, God created it, and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which thou hast ordained. When I consider, we ought to be people who observe and reflect upon what God has created. We ought to be people who observe faithful men and women of God, how God is guiding their life, how God is blessing them. Reflect and observe. Number three, prayer and communion. Prayer and communion. James 1.5, we know that scripture very well. If any of you lack wisdom, do what? Go to the university. <laughs> Get a self-help book. Huh? Now this is spiritual matters, of course, that, that though doesn't apply to in many cases. If any of us lack wisdom, we are told to ask God. Ask God. Ask and it shall be given to you. So, so like I said, every time I go through the scripture, say, I want to increase in the work of God. Here, these three, I mean, every time you come down to that three basic things that God has commanded us to be involved in. The word of God, observation and reflection. That is meditation, by the way. Meditation. You know, we, we, we are not given into meditation all that much. But, you know, because of the transcendental meditation, we, we, we don't like to use that word, you know, meditation. Immediately yoga comes to mind, right? But we need to meditate on the things of God. You read a scripture and begin to think about it. Meditate on it. Blessed is the man who does not stand in the way of sinners and all that, but meditate on the law of God. Meditate. Think about the word of God. We are so busy in our life, we often find no time to meditate. Earnestly desire that you are increasing in the knowledge of God. We need to have that desire. I need to increase in the knowledge of God. God is inviting me, you know, to learn more about Him. In fact, He wants me to learn more about Him. He invites us. John said, uh, pointing to Jesus, Behold the Lamb of God, 
that takes away the sin of the world. A couple of his disciples heard it and they began to follow Jesus, right? They began to follow Jesus. Jesus turned back and said, what do you seek? What do you seek? <laughs> you know, in some cases, some people would just turn around and walk away, you know. <laughs> you know, I was not trying to get your attention, Lord. Just, 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 just trying to, you know, come after you. But, but since you asked me, I know nothing. I'm, I'm just going back. What do you seek? And they said, Master, where do you? Where do you? Live. Where do you live? John just, just said, You are the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. We want to know more about you. We want to come with you. We want to come where you are and spend some time with you. We want to know more about you. Praise God. God is not interested in our casual fellowship. He wants to have a real fellowship with us. Praise be to God. Once some Greek men came to see Jesus. Anyone remember that? They came to Jesus. There's a source. Source, we, we, would, we would see Jesus. They said, we want to see Jesus. Come from a distance. We heard about Jesus. But we want to know more about him. We want to see him face to face. We want to sit down with him and, and hear more of who he is. You see, it takes some commitment. takes some desire on our part. To go where Jesus is and sat, sit with him and learn more about Jesus. Mary and Martha were two sisters, wonderful ladies, excelling in various different graces. But the Bible says, but Mary chose to sit at the feet of Jesus. I want to know more about him. I want to know more about Jesus. Being busy in the kitchen will not do that. Even though that was a thing. A needed thing. And the Lord said, But Mary has chosen that good part. That good part. I want to know more about Jesus. Praise God. God is calling us today to have an intimate knowledge of him who loved us. And he invites us to come and know more about his attributes, his works, and his will for our life. More about it. It is possible. He has provided the means by which we can attain that. And it is through reading the word and hearing the word. It is through reflection, observation and reflection. Thinking about God and his wonderful word. It is through prayer 
and communion with God. And pray, God, I, I want to know more about you. There is a song that uh, if I was a singer, I will grab the mic and go. You know, the greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. The greatest thing in all my life is no. Would you stand with me? Praise God. It is very simple. Very simple. I'm a, I don't know what key I am on. <laughs> you know it? You know it? You know that song? No? You know it? Can you sing it? Praise God. The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. Praise be to God. The greatest thing in all my life. Thank you, Jesus. Is knowing you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to 